Hi, I'm Amy Krewalt. I was having dinner with my friend the other night, and I mentioned how I've been having trouble lately getting my kids to brush their teeth. It's just kind of a struggle. Um, it's one of those executive function things, and uh, it's like a transition issue, I think. And uh, she said, she looked at me and she said, my parents always told me when I was a kid, if I didn't brush my teeth, all my teeth would fall out. And I could tell by the look on her face, this wasn't something that she appreciated them doing. <laughs> and, you know, maybe she even like resented it. She seemed kind of horrified that they would go that far, you know. So I said, yeah, well, um, I did something a little worse than that. <laughs> you know, sometimes as parents, um, we do things out of desperation. It's instinctive, too. We do whatever our parents did or our anxiety triggers us and we just grasp at straws. And this is what happened to me. And, you know, some, it happens to a lot of us. So I, anyway, here's what happened. Um, Frankie was sitting on the sofa a few nights ago and he was playing with his cat, Statler. We have four cats. Um, our two boy cats are named Statler and Waldorf after the hecklers and the Muppet show. <laughs> you know, um, the old men that sit in the balcony. Um, I asked him to brush his teeth about five times while everyone else was getting ready for bed, but he hadn't done it. And this is like something that's been happening a lot lately. And I don't know what it is. I, I remember that I had had this problem too when I was a kid. I just didn't want to brush my teeth. So he just kept talking about other stuff and he was avoiding it. Every time I'd ask him, hey, you know, or say, hey, Frankie, go brush your teeth. He'd just like do something else or just kind of ignore me. He would just ignore me. Um, I'd wander around just, I just didn't exist. You know, this, this, this whole brushing the teeth thing was just uh, something that wasn't happening. It just wasn't, it just, just didn't, just wasn't there. Um, everything else in the world was there, but not this. So here he was, he was with Statler. I asked him a couple more times and you know, my husband, Rob, he was in the kitchen cleaning up completely oblivious, just, you know, no, I had no backup basically. So he's, you know, just not caring that there's like thousands of dollars in orthodontic uh, work piling up on the couch. You know, this is my anxiety. My own anxiety is, you know, piling up. So um, I just snapped. I don't know what else to say. I panicked and I snapped. So um, I said, if you don't brush your teeth, the tooth goblin is going to come and take out all your teeth and then take all your money. What in the world? <laughs> I have no idea where that even came from. I, I was just thinking, okay, there's a tooth fairy, right? So it rewards good oral, oral hygiene with uh, healthy teeth and money. So surely there's a reverse. And a goblin seems to be the opposite of a fairy, I think. I don't know. It just came out of my mouth before I could stop it. Um, so there I was, I just made up this character, the tooth goblin. My God. So Frankie's sitting there just kind of horrified. He looks up, what? And like, I finally had his attention. So, you know, that just, that, that, that gave me the motivation I needed. So I was just, yeah, you better go brush your teeth, Frankie. He'd been ignoring me for an hour. So now I was finally getting somewhere. So 
as I was telling my friend this, she's laughing because she knows my mother. Because <laughs> okay? this is where this is coming from. Um, my mother just was like the queen of hyperbole. The queen. And um, so my friend took piano lessons from my mom back in Maryland. And um, everyone who was part of my mom's studio just understand would understand what I'm talking about because they just kind of knew, oh, this is Carol. She just kind of goes off the deep end. She just says, whatever comes out of her mouth is just its own entity. She just, it, it's just, you just kind of expect that whatever she's doing and says is just, uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, she just makes up stuff. She just makes stuff up on the fly. And uh, it was always just over the top. She just always had to say stuff that just made no sense. And yet it just was accepted. That was just an accepted part of who she was. Um, I remember the pastor of our church back in Maryland uh, once said her personality type is, um, is like someone who describes a trip to the grocery store as a safari vacation, which it was true. It was like, you know, she just, everything was just exotic. She catastrophized everything or, or it was just, um, just euphoric. There was no in between. Nothing was just mediocre. Never, never. Uh, there was one time I was in, um, I was a teenager and I was actually in an emergency landing on a plane. Uh, and, um, it wasn't a big deal really. Um, and it was just like a, you know, the engine like caught on fire. I think it was like a, you know, a bird got caught in or something. And it's like caught on fire a little bit. Um, but it was fine. They, it was, it's on my book. It's, it's all in my book, um, that I'm still finishing up and then I'll get a thing, a publisher. But, um, so it was, it, but you know, they had the, like the, the cruise cam, you know, to make sure that it, we landed, um, safely, the, landing deer didn't come down and everything. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was the whole thing. But the way my mother told it, you would have thought that the whole plane was just in fire, like in flames in the sky. Like, so she was telling my, my, this story to, to some family members and the way, you know, they thought that I had just like jumped out of the plane, you know, and barely come out of it alive or something. And it's just like, and she comes to me and she, because they know that she's just making this up. And she comes to me, isn't this what happened, Amy? Wasn't the entire, the cabin was full of smoke and it was on fire. The whole plane was on fire. And I was just like, no, mom, no. So this is just, this is where I get it. You know, you just, it's it just, I open my mouth and my mother comes out sometimes. So um, when you grow up with that, um, I, you, you know, making up, some bizarre story about a creature stealing my son's teeth just doesn't feel weird. It just feels normal. <sighs> and then add on taking his money too. I don't, oh my God, why? Um, you know, it's, it's, so I, it just didn't feel weird to me and I just did it and I had to live with it. But, uh, so that's the kind of thing my mother would do when she reached her limit or, you know, maybe she was just bored. I don't know. Um, and you know, honestly, sometimes I, I think I get it because, you spend all day trying to get your kids to like, just do basic things sometimes. And you know, kids are kids. They got other stuff to do. They're busy. They're busy. They're playing. They're growing up. 
you know, these, these mundane matters of, you know, staying alive and trying to be healthy, get good sleep, move your body, learn something, clean up after yourself, be nice to each other, be nice to other people, etc. I mean, that's, you know, that's boring. That's boring. That's a lot of hard work. Um, and they just don't have time for it some days, you know? So, but you know, we, that's our job as parents. We got to teach them to make this automatic. And so, uh, it's exhausting though, because when they just don't want to do it and you should just keep having to say the same stuff over and over. And so, yeah, sometimes you get a little creative, but that day, I, you know, I'm, I, I was after nine o'clock at night and I was just exhausted. So I just didn't know what I was doing anymore. And, uh, this is what happened. I just, this is what I came up with. So, um, I terrified my son and he went upstairs and he brushed his teeth and I relaxed because I was, you know, like, okay, well now CPS isn't going to come after me because my son doesn't have red breath or whatever. Uh, threat eliminated on my end. I'm a wonderful mom whose kid does what he's supposed to do. And, um, I don't have to worry about, uh, thousands of dollars in, um, orthodontic surgery or whatever. So I sat back in my chair and went back to the New York Times and forgot about it. Um, so a minute later, Frankie comes back downstairs and asks, but what does he look like? And I have no idea what he's talking about because I've moved on. I just introduced this terrifying character that's basically like, I don't know, the effects of crystal meth personified into his life and went on about my business. Meanwhile, he's got questions. Rightfully so. He's got questions. Um, so I did the only responsible thing and said, um, go ask your father. <clears throat> oh my God. I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I'm not just uh, a liar. I'm a coward. <gasps> that was awful. That was awful. I can't believe I did this. I really can't believe I did this. So Frankie went up to his dad and he asked that, Daddy, what does the tooth goblin look like? And Rob's trying to play along and said, Oh, well, he's got green hair and uh, wears an orange shirt and goes, Arg! At which point I just put a whole stop to the whole mess because that was just ridiculous. Come on, you can do better than that. I said, Okay, stop. Enough, enough. Frankie, it's not real. There's no tooth goblin. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. He comes back over to me. It's not real. No, it's not real. It doesn't exist. I just wanted you to brush your teeth. I'm worried you'll get cavities, but I shouldn't have made up a story to get you to do it. And I'm sorry. That was wrong of me. And that's the thing. I really believe that you should apologize to your children when you mess up. I think I should do it when I mess up. And I mess up a lot. I do it a lot because I'm human. And I didn't have the best modeling of my own parents. Um, and so I, I mess up, but I apologize to my kids and I explain what happened. Um, we all make mistakes and we all, we fall back into old patterns or we get desperate, we get tired. Um, but you know, as long as we talk to our kids and explain that's a lot more important than trying to be perfect all the time because that will definitely never happen. So Frankie paced for a while 
And then he leaned up against the fireplace mantle as he looked at me and he said, but mommy, why are you telling me stories now? I, I had to laugh because I've been on his case lately about doing my mom's thing of making up outlandish stories after he's been out to the park. He'll come home and he'll say, oh, mom, this kid was, he drove his bicycle up the slide and then tried to hit me in the face. I was like, well, Frankie, what are you talking about? And he just kind of stares at me with these big eyes, you know, and I was like, are you telling me a story right now? He said, how do you know that? Do you know that? Because you're a witch? I said, yeah. <laughs> I always say I'm a witch because it works and because I am. So, um, but when he does that, he's, you know, he does that sometimes. And I ask, well, but, but why do you keep telling me stories though? Is, you know, like, again, I'm feeling out his emotional state. Um, are you like, why do you, why are you doing this? And he just said, I'd like to give people a surprise. So he's just looking for reaction. He's just pushing boundaries. I mean, this is pretty typical for a seven-year-old. Um, but also it's, you know, I'm always like on, on guard because of my mom, because of my, well, I should, because of me. Oh my God. So, um, but you know, my mom, like my mom was not happy unless she was getting everybody up in an uproar, hooting and hollering about something or other. So I'm always just a little anxious about everybody trying to get a reaction. But that's why I'm, it's so important. Talk to him. Just talk to him about everything. And then I feel like, okay, if I can talk to him about it, maybe I can, maybe I can get ahead of this tidal wave of genetic flaws, you know? So, um, now he's turning around on me. You know, why are you telling me stories, mom? <laughs> and with good reason. Why am I the one telling him stories? And I said, well, Frankie, that's a good point. Um, how about we just don't tell each other stories like that from now on? Deal? And he nodded, okay. All right. Oh, he's such a fun kid. Um, and then... Uh, I did what I should have done to begin with. I just asked him if he wanted to see photos of what people's teeth look like when they don't brush them. Well, he was all over that. He just leaped off the couch, ran right over my phone, and he looked at all of those photos of rotten teeth. And he was just, he said, yikes. <laughs> he was really affected. And um, it's not an issue anymore. He brushes his teeth. Uh, and it works on Charlie, too. Uh, the next day, you know, Charlie was piddling around, didn't want to brush his teeth. So I said, hey, Charlie, you want to see pictures of what it looks like if you don't brush your teeth? It's always easier with the youngest one. You know, the first one has it so hard because it's like you got to do all the all the wrong things with, with the first one. And then the youngest one is like, you just do it right. So Charlie was like, oh, and then he just, you know, four years old, and he just goes upstairs and brushes his teeth. He's always asking me to help. Oh, I need help. I need help. About that time, he was like, I'm just going to take care of this. I don't want that. So um, so I, that's how I fixed that situation. <laughs> I made up for my horrible mistake. Tooth goblin, oh, my God, steals his money. What in the world is wrong with me? It wasn't enough. I couldn't just say he's going to take all your teeth in the middle of the night. Whoa. <gasps> That's horrible. No, he's going to go after your money. The, the, the money that he saved in his piggy bank, he's going to go after it. What in the world? And he, he got me later. Like the next day, 
he's sitting there on the couch, and, you know, we were just doing our own thing. I was reading, and he was just, I don't know, whatever Frankie does. I think he was playing with the cat again. And just out of nowhere, he goes, but Mommy, why did I want to take my money? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Frankie, because I was raised by Carol Kreewald. I think that's why. Oh, boy. Well, until next time, I'm smiling. You just can't see it.